Amen. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Let not my enemies exalt over me. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all of his troubles. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt but it is great. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, bless well that thy holy Son shall bear for us the pains of the cross, that thou mightest remove from us the power of the adversity. Help us to remember and give thanks our Lord's passion that we may obtain remission of our sins and redemption from everlasting death through the same Jesus Christ, our Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit now and forever.
The Old Testament lesson is recorded in the book of Genesis, chapter 32, verses 22 through 32. The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants and 11 children, and crossed the fork of Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket. And Jacob's hip was put out of a joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go. For the day has broken, but Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you are stripping with God and with man, and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why? Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, where I've seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the people of Israel did not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip of the sinew of his thigh. This is the word of the Lord. The second lesson, the epistle, is recorded in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1 through 7. Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to live and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. For you know what instruction we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this manner, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand, and solemnly warn you, for not God, for God has not called us from impurity, but in holiness. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel is recorded in the book of St. Matthew, chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. 
St. Matthew writes, Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciple came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs, she said. Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from this master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done, for you has desired. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the gospel of the Lord. Let us now confess our Christian faith in the words of the Nicene Creed that's found on page 191 of your hymnal. We get, I believe in Make of heaven and earth, and in things visible and invisible. In the most Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, God never saw the before our world. God of God, light of light, very God of very God, you got nothing. By whom all things were made, who for our sin and for our salvation came down from heaven, was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man.
Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text for today is the Gospel, Matthew chapter 15, verses 1 through 28. Matthew chapter 15 verses 21 through 28. And it reads, Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and said, A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him, Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Here is the reading of our text. We pray. Have thine own way, Lord. Lord God, have thine own way. Father, I realize that you are the potter and that I am the clay. So, Father, take me, shape me, mold me, fashion me, configurate me. But, oh, Lord God, have thine own way. And happy that I may be, if with my latest breath, just to speak your name, and finally to gasp 
in death. Behold, behold the Lamb. But, O oh Lord God, have thine own way. Amen. The Canaanite woman. You know, when parents tell their children, do as I say, and they themselves do that, which is not in harmony with what they commanded, the children are not fooled. A double standard, one for the children and one for the parents, misleads no one. God has a single standard for all people. He does command and expect us and all people to do as he says. He himself is not bound by the rules he gives to us. For example, on Mount Sinai, he told the Israelite not to kill. Later, he commanded them to utterly destroy, kill the nations who live in Canaan and to take their lands because he had judged them and found them worthy of destruction. We do not have this prerogative to judge as he judged them. We dare not condemn as he condemns because that is God's prerogative solely. So in our text here today, we do not have the option of speaking to the woman from Canaan as Jesus did. He saw her great faith, the faith of the Canaanite woman, and did what he did to demonstrate her great faith to his disciples who would not have known it otherwise. God is God, and he does what he pleases. The Canaanite woman had a great faith. The faith of the Canaanite woman. We must remember that the Israelites and the Canaanites, that they were enemies. So this woman, by her faith, she came to Jesus, to Jesus, her enemy. She came to her enemy for help. She recognized Jesus as a Jew because she called him son of David. Jesus and his disciples recognized her as a Canaanite woman. The Canaanite lived north of the state of Galilee. <coughs> Joshua and Israel drove them out when they took the promised land. The descendants of those people who live in what is Lebanon today, she heard about Jesus, and she was convinced that he could and would help heal her demon-possessed daughter. The woman heard that there was a man called Jesus going around performing miracles, <clears throat> healing the sick, giving sight to the blind. And this woman went to Jesus, an enemy seeking help because she knew that Jesus could help her. 
she had heard and she was convinced because of her demon-possessed daughter. But in verse 23 and 24, we see where Jesus pretends to turn her away. It reads, Jesus did not answer a word. He, he ignored her. Now, one of the worst things you can do for folks sometimes, especially your enemy, is to ignore them. They don't like it. But Jesus acted as though this woman did not exist, like she didn't have a request. So his disciples said, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. Otherwise, she's a nuisance. She's bothering us. We can't do what we are supposed to do. We can't listen to you, master. Send her away. But Jesus kind of rebuffed her. And he said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The lost sheep of Israel. So he said, you're not a member of the nation of Israel, so why should I help you? So Jesus is apparently going to continue with the hundreds of years of discrimination toward the Canaanites. His disciples suggest that he do this. Send her away, Lord. And they would have done so. But Jesus insults her by comparing her to a dog. Dogs are less than humans. Now, isn't that something? He compared her to a dog an animal less than humans. Well, as I shared with the service this morning, I guess if she was compared with a dog today, she wouldn't be compared too bad, would you think? Some of the dogs today got it pretty good. They live a life of luxury in air-conditioned houses, eat gourmet food. I remember once my wife and I, we, 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 we had a dog, she passed away after 15 and a half years, but we actually thought, our dog actually thought that she was a person. We were driving down this main street in Chicago, and the dog was laying back, and she was a pit bull, and she was just laying back in my wife's lap, just laying back, her head to the side, and her arms up in the window, just, as you said, just leaning and just chilling. And people would pass by and look at her and would just smile and blow the horn. And my dog would just look over there like she said, I don't even know who you are. I'm not thinking about you. But Jesus compared, but dogs in Jesus' day were not considered to be so fortunate. And they have such a life of ease and a life of content. But Jesus said, a dog. Is it right for me to give the children bread to dogs? But she accepted the insult. Okay, then she turned that insult to the validity of saying, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. 
So the dog was situated at the table to get the crumbs. So she was saying that I'm here and I will accept the crumbs. I don't have to have the entire loaf. Just give me the crumbs, Lord. And so Jesus was amazed at her great faith. And he received her faith. And her, with faith enabled her to, be, to receive a reward from Jesus. Verse 28. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Jesus granted her request because of her faith. Faith is believing. Faith is believing what you cannot see. We are told by the Apostle Paul that we walk by faith and not by sight. There are many people who will not do a move anything unless they can see their way. But faith enables you to go on without seeing your way. Faith, F-A-I-T-H, faith, F, forsaken, A, all, I, I, T, trust, and H for him. Forsaken all, I trust him. No matter what my plight in life may be, no matter how dire the situation looks, Lord, I am going to still believe in you. I'm going to trust you. And nobody and no one will be able to turn me around from my belief because I know that with faith, all things are possible. With faith, nothing is too hard for the Lord. Faith, the faith of Abraham, the faith of the saints of old. This woman demonstrated her faith. She believed in the Lord. Her faith was great because she was humble. She was very humble before Jesus. Her faith was great because she was steadfast, immovable. She said, I'm going to persevere. I know if I keep on persevering, something will happen. I'm going to make some noise. It's kind of like that old uh, saying, the empty wagon makes the most noise. Uh, the, the one who makes the most noise will receive the blessing. So she persevered. She was immovable. She was not about to be sidetracked from her aim and from her goal. Her goal was to have Jesus heal her daughter, so she stood there and she was steadfast, and she wanted and believed that Jesus would help her. 
And she believed that he would. And guess what? He did. So my, 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 my charge to you today, Redeemer, is to be steadfast, immovable. Be like this Canaanite woman. Her faith was great because she was prepared and she waited on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. A lot of times we don't get the blessings that we would have ordinary gotten because we are impatient. We don't wait. We don't wait. If we just wait on the Lord, God moves in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. He planted his footsteps upon the sea and rise upon the storm. Judge not the Lord with a feeble face, but trust him for his grace. Because behind the face of providence, God wears a smiling face. God may not come when you want him to, but he is always on time. So this woman waited for the Lord. She waited on the adverse circumstances. She knew that she was being mocked, ridiculed, maybe even turned away, but she waited upon the Lord. But she waited for the Lord to grant her request, and he did. If you wait on the Lord, if I wait on the Lord, if we take a lesson from this Canaanite woman, God will grant our request. So, Lord, I'm going to wait. I am not going to be moved. I am going to wait on you because I know that if I wait on you, that you will answer my prayer and you will grant my request. It may not necessarily be the one that I want, but he will answer your request. So let's take a lesson from this Canaanite woman. Let's have a faith that will not be moved. A faith that will plant us firmly on the ground where Jesus is standing that we can and should believe in him that he will, he will, no doubt about it, he will grant our request, he will answer prayer. This woman said at the beginning, she said, Lord, have mercy. You know, there's many kind of prayers. I like to say, you know, we, 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 we have uh, certain kind of requests and prayers. We can pray directly to the Lord for a specific thing. Then there's sometimes when we are lost for words. The old folks used to say, if you're lost for words, you don't know what to say, just say, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy is kind of like what I call one of those multi- vitamin prayers. You know, you have a vitamin A, a vitamin B, a vitamin C, a vitamin D, but then you have a vitamin that's called a multivitamin that encompasses everything. Well, Lord, have mercy. That's your multi-purpose prayer. 
If you can't think of anything else, Redeemer, if you're down on your sick bed, if you feel as though you've been forsaken, if you feel as though you can't go on, all you have to say is, Lord, have mercy, and he will, he will answer your prayer. We pray. Lord Jesus, we soon tire of praying to you, and apparently you do not answer. Give us a great faith such as this Canaanite woman, a faith that will not waver, even under adverse circumstances. Lord God, be with us and hear our prayers. And we pray to you in the powerful, the precious, and the majestic name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you, and may the Lord keep you, and may you have that faith that will not waver, such as the Canaanite woman. Amen. Now please rise for the offertory.
please stand for the blessing of the offering. Lord God, merciful Father, we present these gifts to you, and we pray to you and thank you for placing into our hands these gifts so that we can place back into your hand what you have given us. Because we know that every good gift comes from above. So we give thee but thine own, whatever the gift may be, all that we have is thine alone, our trust, O oh Lord, from thee. Father, we accept these gifts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I guess for the announcement, I could just say just at this point here, um, as you know, my name is uh, Paul Anderson. Uh, I'm a retired pastor, and after 45 years of the ministry, so I'm here to uh, substitute for Pastor Parson, who is uh, on a personal, taking some personal time off to be with his spouse, and so we want to keep him in our prayers. And the lovely lady that you see in the uh, polka dot dress there behind you, that's my wife, Judy. And um, um, she's the apple of my eye and the beat of my heart. So she's here. And I understand this morning also, I have organ is named Judy, and my sister's name, his name was Paul. So Paul and Judy, Paul and Judy. <laughs> and so we are here today. All right. any, any, any other announcements at this time? If not, then we will continue with the prayer of the church and then our order of the Holy Eucharist. We pray, Lord God, the merciful Father, who has well that thy son should bear for us the pains of the cross that thou mightest remove from us the power of the adversary. Help us to remember and give thanks for our Lord's passion that we may obtain remission of our sins and redemption from everlasting death through the same Jesus Christ, our Son, our Lord. Lord God, for the bereaved we pray, pray, have compassion upon all who mourns and of all who are lonely, and desolate, be thou their comforter and friends. Give them such earthly solace as thou seekest to be best for them. Bring them to full knowledge of thy love and wipe away all their tears for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Almighty everlasting Lord, for the eternal salvation of them that has believed. Hear our prayers in behalf of thy servants who are sick, from whom we implore the aid of thy mercy, that thou being restored to health, that they may render thanks to thee in thy church, through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, look down from heaven, behold thy visit, and relieve thy servants for whom we offer our supplication. Look upon them with the eyes of thy mercy. Give them comfort 
and sure confidence in thee. Defend them from the danger of the enemy and keep them in perpetual peace and steadfast and safety through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Lord, in your mercy. For the peace that is from above and the well-being of the churches of Christ and for the godly unity of Christendom, Lord, in your mercy. For this holy house and for those in faith, piety and the fear of God, offer here their worship and praise. Lord, in your mercy. For our nation, for the president and Congress, the governor, legislature, judges, and magistrate, and all who serve in public office, Lord, in your mercy. And recalling those who have gone before us in the faith and rejoicing to share with them in the Sabbath rest which Christ has won for his people, that together with them we may be found faithful in the day of judgment and rejoice in the day of the resurrection of the dead. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, these and whatsoever else you would have asked of you. O oh God, grant us for the sake of Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, our Lord and Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, with one God, now and forever. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. We will now continue with our service, the preface.